Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hello, and it's very good to have you here tonight on this very, very dark night. It is 20th of the 2nd, 2022. And here I am in the west of Ireland in the very, very cold, windy time of the year that storms are just falling upon us. And today I think it's the, the third storm, but we're getting through it. It's not too bad. Although, you know, sometimes you'd be hearing noises, you'd be like, fuck, is that, is that that gone? Is that, is that the roof gone? Is, it, is that fucking... I seen a video the other day on the internet there of a, a trampoline flying across the air. It was as high as a Ryanair airplane, so it was. And I also seen a wheelie bin up in the air and I couldn't believe it. For a second I thought it was a UFO, but it turned out it was a wheelie bin. So people would want to nail down everything they can at the moment. But at the same time, you can't nail everything to the ground either. Like the wheelie bins, obviously, you got to move them around. So they're a target of the wind. But the old trampolines, I don't know why people just don't, you know, for once and for all, just take out the old drill, drill a big hole for yourself and stick an old bolt into it there now and that'll keep them down the floor. Unless, of course, you're probably buying the trampoline not knowing where to put it in your garden. So you end up, you know, maybe keeping it loose and uh, different parts of the year you go out there and you take a couple of jumps and you're like, you know, I should get out in this trampoline a lot more. But um, that's probably why you don't nail them down. I don't know. I I know a few people that have trampolines and I've tried them. I enjoy them. I do. But I don't know would I spend more than an hour on one, to be honest. Unless, of course, I was trained for some sort of athletics. I don't know if you've seen those videos, but uh, if you haven't, go on to YouTube, type in people uh, doing athletics on trampolines and there's amazing Olympic sports of the stuff there and uh, highly recommended. But anyways, um, what I wanted to talk about really today was friendships. And um, I met some of my oldest friends there this weekend and had a great time. And uh, we met in the pub there two nights ago with my my the person who I know I'd say the most outside of my family I've known this person longer than anyone else and it must be 34 35 years can you imagine that two years out the womb and you begin to know somebody and you still know them and it's amazing but uh anyways we we met up anyways and I was like how's life with you and he's living abroad and he was asking me questions how's life with you and we were like oh she's not too bad and we're having a couple of glasses of Guinness you know and Another friend then came in who I hadn't seen in a very long time and he had a kid and and then another friend was in and the other friend said, oh, look, I'm after finding this box of cigarettes here. So we had a roll each, you know, and we were sitting out and there was a lovely area there to be sitting out the back and the heaters were on and people were enjoying themselves and it was lovely to see it, so it was. And um, the pub, there's a great atmosphere to be had in the pub. I hope to God that they don't, uh, you know, close down the pubs because they're great crack. I know that people will say, you know, maybe you should, people shouldn't be, you know, drinking in into, you know, hardcore states like we used to do back in the 90s. But at the same time, the actual atmosphere of a pub is good. You know, you're in there, there's a bit of music playing. Maybe you're talking to the barman or the barwoman. You're having the crack. People are coming in from America going, oh, my God, can't believe this bar. It's the best bar I've ever seen in my goddamn life. And you bring them in, you're like, oh, how are you getting on top of the morning tea? And they're just like, do you guys take dollars here? No, we don't. But stick around to find out. And, I'll, you know, I'll say one thing about the Americans, right? Now, I was down in Temple Bar there not long ago with a few Americans. And uh, absolutely golden times with the Yanks in Temple Bar. The music was flying. Now, I sipped on one pint for the whole night. 
750 I paid for a pint. I was like, I'm not paying any more money for pints in this place. 750. Can I keep the glass? I said to the fella buying the bar. I didn't actually say that to him. I was too scared. Because the Americans I was there, they didn't want to make a fool of myself. So I kept it to myself. But they, one of them said to me, Dude, you're paying for the experience. That's why I like this place. And fair enough, the music was very good. They were playing great music. But like 750. Come on. Bring it down, will you? Bring it down a tiny bit. Um, I suppose you're probably paying for the rent of that place too, but still, it's still a, it's too much to be paying seven fifty for a pint. Like, come on. I was up in Claremaris there now not long ago, and I got I gave a ten euro for two pints, and I got changed back, and I looked him in the eyes, and I go, "Are you serious?" And he looked at me, and goes, "I am," and he, we shook hands, and he was, "Let's say that," and he handed me back forty p as a keep it. Uh, I couldn't get over the fact that you can get. You know, you, you, sometimes you think about city prices versus country prices, but I suppose also it depends on salary and all the other stuff that goes with it and the cost of living and everything else. And, like, probably in the city you have to pay a lot more rent, but still, seven fifty. You want to pull the plug on that, so you would. Um, but anyways, I was in the town with my mates and we had a couple of cans each and then we were kind of hanging around then for a while in the town. We decided we'd pop in to, um, to get a, a late-night chipper. And um, we popped into Apache anyways, Apache Pizza. And I thought that was a funny name when you think about it, Apache Pizza. But anyways, we ended up getting, I think it was a snack box or maybe it was just chips. And I got a Tom and Jerry's ice cream as well, just for the crack. Just for the crack. Storm outside and people were like, Jesus, you're doing well to be out, lads. And I said to them, aren't I buying an ice cream? They couldn't get over it. So as well as that, you know, you go into the shops there and sometimes in the cold nights... There might be no one in the shops. So it's nice to go in there and just let them know you're around town because they're in there waiting for you. Some of those places like the Chippers or, you know, Centres or Londis or wherever you want to go into or any of the shops at all. And even time, they're waiting for you. And you go in there and you buy yourself a, a bag of chips or a snack box, whatever it you may, may be. Uh, spice bags are big. Obviously, the jambons are the daytime king of the food. Maybe we can get the jambons, even though there's plenty of places... In Ireland, that you can buy jambons at night time, actually. And uh, one place in particular that I want to give a big shout out to right now before I forget about it. There's a place, in fact, there's two places now in Dublin that don't have doors on their shops because they're 24 hours. So they stay open late for the pubs. And maybe the early day workers, the people that are, you know, starting up the loose, the people that are starting up all the trucks, the people that are opening all the doors. The people that are crunching the numbers good and early in the morning. The half-fivers, the fivers, the half-fours. And they're all getting up, you know. So, And anyways, in those shops, you can get jambons pretty much around the clock. 24-7, 365, if you're coming in to Ireland in the near future. Now, let's talk booze. I wanted to briefly talk about uh, a technique that I was going to be trying out. And it was to quit the drink. And this is the best technique I could come up with. If you have any better techniques than me, please do email me, uncolly at gmail.com. I'm waiting to take that call and tell me what you think is the best technique to quit the drinking. So I came up with this one today, and uh, I don't know if it's any good or not. But anyways, we'll go with it and we'll see what happens, right? If someone says to you, why aren't you drinking? Just say to them, you're in training. And then they'll be like, oh, what are you in training for? And just go to them, I'm in training to be bodybuilder. Ireland's next top bodybuilder. Start breathing heavy. 
and they'll be obviously looking at you then kind of weighing up to see if you're actually serious or not and they want to like test the water so then just just as you can see them beginning to talk start stepping on your toes breathing heavy and then they'll say to you in what category and then just go wouldn't you like to know wouldn't you like to know and just flip out go wouldn't you like to know about me and see what he says see what his reaction is like and then he, they might be like, okay, well, that's grand. Yeah, if you want to go on the mic, what do you go for? Like, I mean, I'm just asking. Yeah, I know, but still, man, you get me worked up when you ask those questions. Because it's hard. Now, and this is the reason why I'm saying this is because the following night, right, I went out to meet another one of my friends. And I went to a pub to meet these people. And I found that I had to have a drink before I got in there because, I'll tell you why, it relaxed me. But I don't know, did I really need it? Because if you think about the daytime crack, right? The daytimes, you know, it's grand and you're walking around the place and you're talking to people on the street and or you might be talking to them in a shop. You know, you might be asking someone, what's the price of your Twixes there? You know, you're having conversations with people throughout the day. Sometimes you are. Not always, but sometimes, you know, you go into a shop. Hey, excuse me, what's that there? You know, you're asking questions. They're asking you questions. You're in Tesco. How are you getting on today? Do you want the receipt? No, thanks. I'm grand. How's the family? You're having deep conversations, but sometimes, you know, at night time, you go into a pub, you're like, oh, people are in here already, and they're in dark corners, and I can't see them. And I want to see them, and they want to see me. And so we're looking at each other, and everyone's looking at everyone. And that's the way it is in a pub, you know, you walk in, turn around, who's that lad? And then you look at the bar, who's they? And then you get inside the pub, and then you become one of them. And then every time someone comes into the pub, you're looking at them going, who's that? What's their name? And uh, that's, it's a tech, it's, it's one of those things where you, it's like, there's a bit of a slipstream in there through a couple of pints. But of course, then you've got to be cute, you know. And as I was saying to my friend there during the week that, um, you know, there's uh, the hangovers in your 30s are a bit different. In your 20s, I had some serious hangovers in the 20s. Oh, when I think about them now, just really like in the bed, just not knowing where to look, not knowing what to think and scared, to be honest. And then you'd be going into work on a Monday going, oh, Jesus, I used to work in lifestyle sports and I'd be in going to work on. But, you know, then years later, then, right, you go out then for two pints on a, on a Tuesday in your 30s and uh, you'd end up, you know, you'd be in the bed going, what am I doing? What am I doing? My parents were in London this time last year. My father had five cars when he was ten. You start pulling up ideas from out of nowhere. You're like, what am I talking about? My cousins have nine houses. You know, and you're comparing yourself to people. And then you get up out of the bed and you're like, I'm going to go for a run. And you watch a bit of Dave Goggins on Instagram. Before you know it, you're down the road. You're flying it. And that's how Sonia Sullivan started off running in Ireland. Now, I wanted to talk to you about um, the awful breezy weather that's going on at the moment. There's three storms, three storms piled in together, absolutely pulling up trees. And as I said, trampolines and everything flying across the sky. And it got me thinking that I can't wait for the sun. Last time I saw the sun was two years ago in Portugal. And uh, you, go, you can go from Nock to Portugal for five euro. So I got there a bit late and Ryanair charged me an extra 50 quid. They're like, you've got to pay because you're late. And I'm like, is the plane gone? They're like, no, no, but you're late. I'm like, what? but 
I'm here like a half an hour. Yeah, but it should be an hour. I was like, all right. Thanks, Ryan, whatever his name is. Michael O'Leary. For nothing. Even though, in fairness, it was still cheap. But still, anyways. Hopped on the flight. Landed into Portugal. And I was like, this place is lovely. This place is lovely. And uh, I remember looking around going, oh, I'm, after, I'm after forgetting to bring anything with me. So I had nothing, no clothes, nothing at all. And it was full of beaches. It was so warm. So I... I had a pair of jeans on me and I cut the bottom half of the jeans off and I threw the bottom half into the bin because there's no use for them really I could have kept it to give to my mother to make a purse like but there's no real use for it so I threw it in the bin I didn't have the time and I went down to the beach and as I was walking down to the beach people were like looking at me jeans they're like oh yeah I like your jeans I like what you're doing there and I started to get confident on the beach so I walked down to the beach like this and I sat down in the middle of the beach right and I don't have good eyesight so I was kind of like Staring at people, kind of like, what's going on? And anyways, I looked over and I saw this couple. And they were so confident. These confident Portuguese people. And she was walking around. She had no top on. She had really pointy boobs, triangular boobs. And he had like a pair of Speedos on. And they were really, really tight on his, on his, like his balls and his penis. And I was like, how does he get it all in there? And it was really squashed. Really, I mean, like, really squashed in there. And I was like, how does he keep all those things in there together? Like, his, obviously, his willy is probably, like, around there because I can see the bump of it. And then his two balls were pushed in there. And I was like, geez, he did really well to just keep them all in there. That's serious, serious confidence. But what I will say is I don't think that those should be legal. Those speedos on the shorts. I don't think they should be allowed anywhere in the world. And if I see anyone wearing them in Mayo this summer, I'd be up to you. I'd be over to you and I'd be talking to you. How are you getting on? Good, now yourself. You good? Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I'm fine, yeah. Yourself? Yeah. What you want to talk about? Well, it's something I want to get off my chest. Off your chest? Yeah, off my chest, yeah. So okay. I just, I don't know how to say this really. Price, okay. Okay. Um, tell me, go on, tell me. Can I speak? Yeah, go. Can I speak? Okay. You can, yes. So, right, go on. So basically, I went into town last night and... H- how? Why does it matter how I get in? Because I need to know. Okay, I, I walked into town. Did you not get wet? Yes, I was. <gasps> Listen, do you want me to hear the story or not? Go, 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 go. Okay, shut up, please. Don't, no. Don't you. the story, please. So I walked into town, right? And I was going to go into Tesco to pick up a bag of fucking sweets. Okay? Yeah. And by the time I got into Tesco, I was soaked to the bone. Guess who pulled in beside me? Um, Kevin. Ke- who? Kevin Riley. Ke- I don't, I, I, that's a made up name. Just, oh, tell me, who? Who? Um, I'm at Garrett Brooks. No way. Yeah. yeah. The, the singer. Yes, that fella. No way. I said to him, hey, Gareth, I've got fringe in a lewd place. What did he say to you? He just, he smiled and he kind of ran away. Oh, no way. That's just like Gareth. I, uh, before I head off, folks, I'd like to thank from the bottom of my heart all the patrons for supporting this podcast. Thank you so much for uh, sharing about sharing around the place and listening to it and all the other stuff that goes with it I really do appreciate that and also I'd like to give a shout out to Golden Bake for their continued support your delicious jam ones continue to rock my world and uh, I'm actually heading up to Dublin to do a video with them very soon and also I'd like to give a shout out as well to BCR Construction they're looking for lads to start work pronto so anyways besides that folks I wanted to finish up with this question that I got in actually from a fella called Kevin and he said to me uh, what does your day look like? That's a question you hear a lot of these days now. What What does your day look like? What's your calendar looking like? And basically my day looks like the night before I go to sleep, 
I'll have a to-do list and I'll do a load of things on the to-do list. I'll be like, okay, so make sure you go for that thing there and that thing and then that and then that. And then also put the put them there as well. And you do a massive to-do list. And the next day you can't find the to-do list. So you have to try to remember what you put down the to-do list. But you've put all of your memory and all of your confidence in that to-do list. So for the first part of the day, you end up looking for your to-do list. And before you know it, it's 12 o'clock and it's time for a bit of lunch. And... Um, the problem with me is my whole life is based around eating food. So as soon as I get up in the morning, I try. I don't really eat breakfast now like I used to. I'm a kind of porridge fella now. I don't know about yourself, but would you like porridge? Would you eat it yourself? Would you have it with berries? Maybe if you put honey, uh, blueberries and something else on top of it, it's not too bad. But at the end of the day, if you leave porridge on its own, it's a bit like eating prison food. Now, I've never been to prison, but I have a pretty good idea that's what it's like. And I'm not having a dig. But it's lovely. And I I mean, I do eat it. But at the same time, I'm covering it in honey. And uh, I'm throwing maybe maybe a couple of blueberries if I go in and get them in the shop. Or maybe a banana, chop that up. But um, what kind of breakfast do you have yourself? Um, That's how I started off my day anyways. By probably having a bit of porridge. And then I get up and I'll be knocking around the place and I'll be like, right... I get that first thing done or I go for a walk. But see, the thing about nowadays is that with a storm, if you went out for a walk, you might get a tree across the head. So that's why I think these virtual realities are taking over. And I'm only having the crack. But that's pretty much how I start the morning anyways. And then I'll have a cup of tea for myself. And uh, I'll start planning out the day anyways. And then I'll do a few more plans and I'll pull out the old whiteboard and I'll start writing down a new to-do list. I look at that to-do list and I'm like, right, what do you really want to do today? What do you want to achieve? And then I'll pop open maybe the Tony Robbins book, Awaken the Giant Within. And I start meditating on Tony Robbins. And then I do a bit of yoga while thinking about what Tony might be up to for the day. And that brings me to a state of relaxation, which then gets me into one o'clock lunch. Which could be a jam one. Could be be something along those lines so good and then around three o'clock then you know i might even stick on netflix then see what's on there i was watching the sinner there recently i don't know if you've seen it but uh it's like a four-part series with jessica beale in it justin timberlake's partner and uh there's a fella in the show i don't know if you've been watching it but you've probably seen the thumbnail on netflix and is this fella he's called something pullman that's his real name but He's 68 years of age, this fella. And he's acting in the show, The Sinner. If you get a chance, watch it. Let me know what you think. But I went on to the internet after to find out his age because he looks so good for 68, number one. And number two, he has these beady eyes. That Every scene, he's looking around with these beady eyes. And someone said on a comment somewhere that he looks like a mysterious Santa Claus. And that's exactly what he looks like. Check him out. Um... It's kind of it's hard to know if he's a very very good actor or a very very bad actor. Let me know what you think about that, anyways. And if you have any more recommendations for Netflix, let me know. I've kind of gone on a binge there recently on Netflix. I used to be on it at all, or else you'd download it or you'd pay the you know the seven quid or whatever for Netflix, and uh, you'd look through the movies and you'd spend most of the time scrolling. But now what I started to do was I just started pressing play on anything, and that's good and bad because then you end up watching loads of fucking shite. I was watching this. Uh, medieval show there last night about oh I don't even know what was going on but there was two lads who they were going to fight in the morning I think it's called Witherton or something like that Ridgerton Ridgertown I think it's called 
and I came in halfway through it and I was on the television I started watching it and basically there was this fella who was pissed off with his sister for going off with some fella like going off with a druid so he said to the druid I'll see you tomorrow morning at 6 o'clock we're going to fight this to the death and that's the way things were back in the day so when I watched that show I kind of felt a bit calmer then about the week ahead of me I was like you know what at least we're not back in the days of the druids the dirty bastards And on that note, folks, I'm going to head off and I hope you have a great weekend and I hope you have a great week next week. And send me in any questions you want to owncolly at gmail.com and chat to you soon. God bless.